As a marketing coach or small business consultant, you know that the fastest way to help your clients increase their profits is by getting more repeat business and more referrals from their current customers. You also know that the best way for your clients to develop stronger, healthier, and more profitable relationships with their customers is with a monthly customer newsletter. That's right, a hard copy, printed and mailed monthly newsletter. Trouble is, you can recommend your clients use a newsletter, but they're just too busy to do it themselves. And hiring someone can cost hundreds, if not thousands per month. And in the end, it just doesn't get done. Now, instead of simply recommending that your clients use a customer newsletter, you can provide them with an amazing done-for-you newsletter program. The No Hassle Newsletter System is a complete done-for-you profit-boosting solution for your customers and clients. Every month, your clients get a great newsletter that their customers actually look forward to and enjoy reading and that not only keeps their business top of mind, it makes you a marketing hero. The No Hassle Newsletter Master Reseller Program is a complete turnkey newsletter system that solves your client's biggest need, and it also adds a lucrative new revenue stream for your business. Become a master reseller today at www.nohasslenewsletters.com. That's www.nohasslenewsletters.com. Hi, I'm Bob Berg, co-author of The Go-Giver and author of Adversaries and Two Allies, and you're listening to Stick Like Glue Radio. Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Marketing and business building expert Jim Palmer, known internationally as the newsletter guru, is a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and coach to other entrepreneurs. Jim is the host of Newsletter Guru TV, a weekly web TV show featuring Jim's unique brand of smart marketing and business building advice. Check it out today at www.newsletterguru.tv. Please welcome your host of Stick Like Glue Radio, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more, and those are always great things in any business. I am your host, Jim Palmer, your dream business coach, and as always, I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I am literally beyond excited about this week's show because my special guest, none other than my great friend, rock star entrepreneur and mega super coach, Melanie Benson-Strick, and I'll read her uh, I'll read a professional bio, and then I'll tell you what I really think. Melanie is uh, America's leading small business optimizer. She helps fast-paced, creative entrepreneurs accelerate their impact and income by making the business they want to have work 10 times better. She has over 12 years in corporate America, and she specializes in getting creative visionaries focused on their highest payoff opportunities. Melanie combines her extensive traditional education, which, by the way, she holds a bachelor's degree in business management and a master's degree in organizational management. With She combines all that with multiple advanced certifications in project management, results coaching, neuro-linguistic programming. I know she does that stuff on me. And even a license as a spiritual counselor to get her clients past their obstacles and into the world 
in a world-fulfilling and profitable way. So as, I've, as you've heard me talk numerous times, Melanie is my personal mindset coach for years. She's been instrumental in helping me create my dream business and countless other big-time entrepreneurs. She's one of the most genuine and caring people I know, and, and I'm really excited for this week's um, interview for two reasons. Besides having her on, on, uh, on my show, Melanie is coming to my next Dream Business Academy, which is in beautiful San Diego, Southern California, and she's going to teach a very special session on how entrepreneurs can stop being the roadblock to their own success. I guarantee that session alone will be worth your trip to San Diego. And she's also, just as this is new news, folks, she's recently agreed to write the foreword to my new book, Decide, The Ultimate Success Trigger. That book will be coming out March 1st and will be a must-read. Go right to the top of the to-be-read pile. Melanie, thank you so much for being my guest. Thanks for having me. Wow, like listening to you talk, I'm just getting the chills. It's like I want to meet this girl. <laughs> I know. I hope you got the goods now that I interviewed you that good. Well, I'll uh, try to bring my A game for you. Okay. Folks, like I said, Melanie's coming to Dream Business um, Academy in San Diego, and I've asked her to come not only to um, share some good stuff, here uh, in this interview, but also share some of what she'll be talking about at Dream Business Academy. So, M Melanie, I want to try and cover a few different topics today, productivity, money, mindset, and also, you know, this whole thing about the impediments that we all are. Why do you, so I'll start off, why do you think entrepreneurs um, always seem to appear to be in, like, overwhelm, which is a word I know you use, and running their businesses and, and, and ultimately just taking the productivity right into the basement? Well, yeah, I mean, overwhelm really is the enemy of productivity. I think we've all discovered that along the way. And in my uh, almost 14 years now of uh, helping mentor and guide entrepreneurs and small business owners, I've seen that overwhelm is like a perpetual state of mind for about 75%, maybe even 80% of the people I've worked with. And it, overwhelm is one of those things that people don't really understand what overwhelm really is. And I want to clarify what overwhelm really is because it can be a huge impediment. Overwhelm is a, literally a state of mind. And when we understand that it it's a state of mind, it, it actually helps us start to shift our experience of being in overwhelm. Because ultimately, overwhelm is a strategy that we develop unconsciously. And, of course, it's not a very effective strategy if you think of it in terms of being productive, but it's a really good strategy if on some level your beliefs and your attitude and your unconscious um, limiting beliefs are out of sync with what you want to create. So the short answer here, because I know we'll get into this much more when we get to San Diego, but the short answer here is that overwhelm happens when we on some level believe we are incapable of or out of sync with a task or a goal. And interestingly enough, if you, if you really start to deep dive into what overwhelm does, overwhelm is actually the result which causes us to feel frenzied, discouraged, or stressed, or, you know, there's just some kind of really negative, uncomfortable feeling because we've been telling ourselves something that is negative about the situation at hand. So I'll give you an example. A lot of people come to me to do the inner work, the mindset, and really to master their inner game because they live in a perpetual state of overwhelm about marketing their business. 
And here's how it all ends up. So, And by the way, there's all kinds of overwhelm, but there's just one that seems to be pretty common, is that people tell themselves they're not good at marketing because they have a passion for the work they're doing, but then they start to think about all the activity around marketing and, and because they're seeing there's like 10,000 things they want to do and they look at the to-do list and there's 100 things on the to-do list and they're doing it all themselves. The next thing you know, they're swirling around in their mind with all of this activity. They're so overwhelmed, they can't do anything, and so they just kind of disconnect and you know maybe they go watch a bunch of reruns of Law & Order or they you know, putz around on Facebook or something. So overwhelm, literally is a result of us telling ourselves things are not true. They're what we just tell ourselves about our capability to get something done. Isn't that fascinating when we really understand what the essence of overwhelm is? So if we look at it from that state, and yes, sometimes overwhelm is real. Like it feels real, it feels present. Like it's always something that we have to accept. We're in overwhelm right now. But the truth is there's two things we can do. One, we can prevent 90% of the overwhelm. And two, when we get into overwhelm, which does happen to everybody, there's strategies that can help you move out of that overwhelm quickly if you understand why it's there and what it's doing. You know, so many people um, I know that, that you work with and, and that I work with come come to us and, and say, I'm overwhelmed or I've got too much on my plate or this or the other thing. And like you say, it could be true because they're wearing, they choose to wear so many hats and assume that they need to do everything. And, and sometimes even legitimately, you know, you and I both operate under uh, deadlines and launch dates and things like that. But the truth of the matter is if you look at it like what you just said, it is a, it is a mindset that, you know, if you, if, you figure out, if you figure out exactly why you're in overwhelm, it usually, as you say, it boils down to you and what you've taken on and what you think has to be done. And, and um, I mean, so much of this has, and I figured out from working with you for so long, so much of it does come down to, to mindset. And it's the choices. You know, we, here's another way overwhelm creeps up. There's this correlation in our mind of I need to make more money, or I need to get ahead, or I need to be somewhere else. Like I've got a goal that I'm stretching into, and I need to be there right now. So what we do is we pile on all these unrealistic activities that have to get done yesterday, and because it's humanly impossible to get them all done, and most people don't you know, have the level of team that can allow them to move that quickly, then the overwhelm kicks in of I'm not there yet. I need to be somewhere that I'm not. So, again, it's just – it's just another thing we do to ourselves. And, again, you know, we do these things all the time as human beings, so the opportunity here is to really get, is that serving me and is it getting me where I want to be? Do I need to make a better choice? Do I need to learn to do this more effectively so I can be more productive and enjoy my business more? Because, really, that's what I think ultimately what most of us want, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting what you just said about the money part. People want to make more money, but um – you know, in my book, which is I'm, – I'm about three-quarters of the way through as we're recording this, so it'll be out probably by the time – or close to when this, this interview comes out. But, you know, this whole thing about making money. Some people get stuck, you know, I've got to make more money. But then they're also – because of that mindset, they're like, i got to not spend money or save money or this or that. And, you know, the real truth is – I mean, that old expression, you got to sp- spend money to make money. I mean, that is – it's very true for entrepreneurs. I mean, when, just because you hang out your shingle doesn't mean people are going to beat a path to your door. You initially have to put money out to start your business. Even if it's a small amount, you have to get yourself known as you're putting money out. But there's a point where a lot of people get going, and then they kind of – they want to stop spending money. They think they've done it, you know, like – 
for example, where I'm covering a lot of ground here in this question, but like marketing is more of an event instead of a process, and so is building a business. It's like do this, and then it should be this. In reality, you know, the mindset of an entrepreneur who, who does grow to six figures, multiple six figures or seven figures, is somebody who, who really doesn't master another skill. It's learning to, to master and control your mindset. How do you like that for a question, Melanie? That was pretty huge. Yeah, that that actually feels like a really powerful statement, and, and I truly, I think, um, you know, we're going to talk in a little bit about the different stages of, of evolution for an entrepreneur, but, you know, one thing I know is that in the beginning, it is a lot about activity and events and getting more things done, but at a certain point, you realize if you want to continue to evolve how much money you make and your impact in this world, you have to shift the mindset, because everything that you do is a result of the way you think about it. And if you're a procrastinator or you find that you have a hard time making decisions about things or you tend to feel out of sync with your business overall, because a lot of people do, they start to feel like, oh, I don't know if this is for me, is this really what I want to do? That's because on some level what you're telling yourself as a story is not uh, in, in congruence with what feels natural to you. And sometimes that's good because we have to become somebody that's capable of pulling off a much higher level of success. That means we've got to reprogram the way our mind works. But sometimes it's that part of us is trying to say, hey, look, you're becoming inauthentic and you're, you're losing the integrity of who you are on this planet. So you have to really learn how to train the brain and, and develop the mindset to know the difference. That's yeah, clarity, by the way. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, it's interesting, Melanie, when you say words like reprogramming. I think a lot of people get scared about that, but the way I look at it is, as, as you pointed out with me so many times, it's like when you understand how you think and how you process, and then you, you recognize that, you go with it, but then you can find different ways to kind of move around it. I mean, some, you're not going to change who you are, but there's, there are ways to think differently, and this is starting to feel like I better lay on a couch for this interview, but I'm going to move on <laughs> to the next question here. Dr. Melanie's um, in the house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Melanie, you talk a lot about bottlenecks. That can cause, you know, a visionary, action-oriented entrepreneur to underperform and feel stuck in your business. Can you talk just about a couple bottlenecks that, you're, that are most prevalent amongst entrepreneurs? Well, we started to talk about one already, and I'll just put it out there, is the scarcity mindset. You know, there's a, there's a limitation to how much money you have or that is out there. So that, that becomes a bottleneck. We can talk more about that in a minute, but a couple that I think are – Really, there's eight total, but the, the the two that I want to talk about right here is creativity addiction and being in the weeds. And it's interesting because, you know, as you grow and evolve, you really have to, to let your mindset grow with you. And creativity addiction is one that is really confronting for a lot of people. And by the way, I should probably tell you, um, this isn't always going to feel good when I tell you, but it is very effective, and I'm basically teaching you how to think like a, a very high six- and seven-figure business owner. And one of the things you have to look at is, is your creativity a strength that you're overusing? Creativity addiction is when you continue to create at the expense of profit, which means you love the creative process, and so you just keep creating stuff even if it's not making any money. And the creative process is actually the single most expensive part of your business. So one of the things you have to look at is how can you rechannel that extraordinary gift you were given to be a visionary and to be a creative, but to channel in a way that you can create what's going to make your offerings more profitable. That means you've got to look at how can I deepen 
my penetration in the marketplace? How can I sell more of this to new audiences? How can I actually uh, maybe like use my creative forces to create new marketing elements that allow people to consume it more effectively? So your creativity addiction actually is what causes overwhelm. It causes you to be spread too thin. You have too many things going on. You have too many things you're trying to create, and you're not really making enough money from any of them, and so you feel like you're not as profitable as you want to be. Um, the other one, being in the weeds, has to do with a really important mindset shift, and this goes back to when you are growing into a six and then a high six and then a seven-figure business, you have to let go. See, you know, when you start your business, it's just you, right? Like sometimes we start a business with other people, but for the most part, most of the entrepreneurs that I know, they kind of have this vision on their own. They get started, um, even if it's you and a partner. There's a lot to do, and it gets it's pulls you down into what we like to call the weeds where your vision is on what's next, what's the problem, how do I fix this thing. It's very tactical. And as you grow and evolve, you have to train yourself to start thinking more strategically. Instead of being in the what's next all the time, you have to look at where am I going? What What is happening in the future? How do I make decisions today to propel me into the future? And I think this is a really important bottleneck to look at is because if you don't realize you have to be thinking differently about your activity as you grow and evolve in your business, then you won't change. And what happens is is that you keep yourself in a really tight comfort zone with very mediocre results, and you will tend to make decisions that really limit your growth opportunity. I've got eight total, so you tell me how many you want to go through. <laughs> now, I, I love that. I'm just I'm, I'm mesmerized no matter how many times I, I interview you, so give me, give me one or two more if you would. Okay. Let's talk about poor time management. Oh, my God, I put the time management on the table. <laughs> All right, how many people are we calling out here? And you know this is you. If time gets away from you and you tend to have a, a to-do list that's way too long at the end of your day, at the end of your week, you still have the same things on your plate, you know, poor time management is a huge bottleneck because if we go back to mastering ourselves and taking control of who we're being and, and our thinking and our habits, you are the only person that can control your choices, your decisions, and the priority management. So if you have a difficult relationship with time, and by the way, there are people, the way you're born and the way you're wired, you will always have a challenge with time management, but that's not an excuse to be a bad time manager. You have to create strategies to help you make better choices for your time. So poor time management becomes a bottleneck because you are not choosing the most important and the highest payoff activities. You're allowing other people to pull you out of what's important. You've got fires that you're fighting. You're letting other people distract you. You're what um, Dave Crenshaw calls a uh, multitasker or a switch role switch tasker where you're being pulled around and you're ineffective. And poor time management ultimately results in very little results because you can't really get your attention on the things that have the greatest bang for the buck. And then um, the last one I want to talk about here is skipping the planning stage. Now, a lot of people are just like aim, take action, and then figure it out as I go. And I get that if you typically tend to be a procrastinator or you like to make everything perfect before you take action that you probably do need to use some of that to get off your duff and actually start getting progress. But what you need to understand is 
is, and this is even more important, as you get higher up in your income and in the trajectory of your business, is if you continually skip planning, you are actually adding not just hours and days, but weeks to getting things done on time. You're actually adding financial stress because when you skip the planning stage and you try to do things out of your head, three things happen. One, you always forget things. Two, you try to be superhuman and you don't think of all the things that need to be happened and you forget half of them. And then you, you have this really made-up deadline in your head and it cannot be pulled off. And three, when you start using a team, I guarantee you, you will make them hate you <laughs> because they're like, stop dropping these last-minute things on me and making me jump through hoops when you're not planning. It's the old adage of, uh, your lack of preparation does not make an emergency for me. And that's mm, what happens when we that. skip the planning stage. Um, so time is, is starting to whiz by here. I want to switch to uh, the second um, topic, mindset, money and mindset. And you have a wonderful program called Money DNA. I, I've taken that. It's helped me immensely. Um, what are some of the most common issues entrepreneurs have with money, specifically, Melanie, as it relates to building a successful business? Well, so, you know, I think one of the most predominant issues that helps you see that maybe your money DNA is not tuned into the highest level it could be is that you have up and down cash flow problems. Some months you have good, some months you don't. Um, another thing is you're always worried, are you going to have enough? Um, I see a lot of people, they really have fear about investing in the very things that will have the greatest impact for their business. So you're constricting and you're holding on to everything that you're making, afraid to spend something that you might lose. There's a lot of fear around money and success. You're either afraid that you're going to lose money, you're afraid that you're going to have too much success and you're going to lose time or important relationships that, there's just a ton of fear. And there's also, Jim, and, you know, I don't remember if I was talking about this when you went back through the program, but there's also conflict that people have. Some people are really conflicted about being more successful. People are going to hate me. They're going to judge me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can uh, do it. And I'm going to have to give up having time with my family in order to be more successful. We create so much internal conflict because we make up these stories in our head about what it's like to make more money and have more success. So ultimately, the issues that we have about money really boil down to the inner game that we have, like what kind of blueprint we're running that generates a higher level of success. You know, you there is no – I mean, people, like you say, there's a scarcity mindset where you think, if I get money, it's coming away from somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of those internal things you might not even verbalize, but it's kind of in there. It might be from something you heard when you were two years old or, or you know, whatever. And so getting really clear that, I mean, money is always flowing. It's, you know, it's always flowing toward value. If you provide value, there's no reason you shouldn't be handsomely rewarded for helping somebody. But not everybody is motivated to, to want to have, you know, a six- or seven-figure business, and therefore you are going to rise. As I said, you're going to rise to the top of this, you know, mountain, so to speak, at least as a wage earner. Well, that's the wrong definition, but you know what I mean. You're going to – I mean, the reason it's the top 1% or 2% is they like to throw around is because there's only a certain number of people who are willing to do what's necessary to, to earn that kind of money, and it's always tied to providing value, 
in, in the marketplace. And so people, yeah, it, there's so many hang-ups, and w whether people even recognize them, they're kind of internal, which is what you're so good at. You know, in the beginning, Melanie, as you build a business, strategy is important. Like whether you're an accountant or a landscaper or whatever you bring, you bring your skill and talent and you kind of get your business cards and you create a business. So strategy is really important. But as you approach, you know, a six-figure business or high six-figure or seven-figure business, I think strategy is replaced with mindset issues, as we kind of talked about a little while ago. And it's one of the most important barriers that people need to overcome is this mindset about money and that, yeah, there is money. It's not limitless. You're not taking from one just so you can have. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, so there's, I want to say like seven things here, but I'll try and like hone it in. It's okay. Um, you got time. <laughs> so first of all, there's a direct correlation between strategy and mindset. And um, one of the things that's important for people to remember, and, and if you – are someone who you find that the strategies you're choosing maybe aren't working as well as you would like them to, here's how this works. Your mindset is a collection of thoughts and habits and strategies. So the thoughts you think, sorry, let me say that differently. Your mindset is a collection of thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes that drive your habits and strategies. Your strategies are literally a mental and or written set of steps that you take to achieve a predictable outcome. And so whatever level of success you have right now, the strategy you're using is perfectly designed to keep you here. But if you want to achieve the next level of success, you want to – and by the way, this doesn't have to be just about six or seven figures. This can be, I want to impact more people. I want to be able to have more time freedom. I want to be able to – have more influence in my industry. You know, it's not always about the money. It's about what the financial prosperity can do to achieve your success drivers. So let's be really clear. If, you don't, if you're not attached to making six or seven figures, that doesn't mean this doesn't apply to you. This is about recognizing the strategies we use to get our business off the ground and then to start making money are not the same strategies that allow us to achieve six and seven figures. We have to train our brain to think and do things very differently. Otherwise, we go back to being that bottleneck. I'll give you a couple examples real quick. So let's say you're somebody that is in the startup mode. You know you've got to do everything yourself. Your, your cash flow is probably strapped. You're, you know, you're the chief bottle washer and you're the restaurant chef. You're, you're everything. And then as you grow into six figures, you start to have more financial resources. Well, at that point, this is where you have to decide to let go and hire others to help you grow exponentially. If you hold on and you're still trying to do everything, you now become the bottleneck to grow to that next level of financial success. Another quick example, instead of being the person who keeps doing more, like creating more programs, uh, developing more products, having more offerings all the time, and you're like you keep going wide, and you've got like too many things. You at the point where you're moving into six and seven figures, the choice becomes: have a strategy to make everything I have perform better. This is where what we call optimizing, and optimizing makes you more profitable. But you can't optimize when you start. You have to optimize once you have a couple of signature pieces that work better. So that's what I mean about changing up your strategies as you grow and evolve. 
is you've got to really understand where you're at in the journey and what you need to be doing more effectively where you are at now. Melanie, suppose somebody's listening right now and um, they're in that struggle mode. Doesn't mm-hmm. and it's good. It, I mean, it could be thirty thousand, could be eighty thousand. Doesn't matter where it is. It's different for different people. They got different responsibilities and things like that. But let's say they're in struggle and cash flow is an issue. Um, and they let's say they even know they need to invest, whether it's go to seminars, you know, meet some more folks, maybe get in a mastermind group, exhibit somewhere, whatever that is. How do you how do you help people understand and get comfortable with the whole investment piece of, of growing a business? Okay, well, so money is an interesting thing. People actually are conditioned to only. Um, think they can use the money that they can see, right? Like if it's in my bank account, I can use it. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, becoming someone who debts. Like we're not talking about just debting. I'm talking about learning how to create money. And one of the things that was a huge um, pivot moment for me, it was like a real, it was like a, and I think I think I met you right after this, was at a moment when I realized how to decide to have something even if you don't have the money. And back when I first really figured this all out and, like, really got the power of my mindset, I realized that my thoughts were telling me, you don't have the money, so you can't do it. You don't have the cash flow, so don't take the risk, right? Like, there's all this noise about that stuff. And somewhere along the line I got, if I want to have something and I don't have the money right in front of me, I I have to decide I'm going to have it in order to manifest the money because otherwise it's not something I've made a real decision for. The single most important thing you do to create the cash flow, to up-level the financial game, to invest in what you need no matter what the picture of your financial flow is right now is decide. Decide you will have that thing. And then when you decide, you can enter a state of conviction and commitment to have that no matter what. So it goes something like this. I want to go, let's, I've done this with building a team. I've done this with investing in mentors. I've done this with, you know, like investing in a higher end marketing strategy, you know, whatever this is. Decide you want it. Now, what has to happen for you to create the financial su- success behind it? So the practical, tactical piece of this is, all right, well, I have to sell two programs. Okay, so if I want that, I sell two programs, it's mine. Then you just go out and make it happen. If your committed and conviction level is high to having it, you're going to do everything you can to create it. And here's the really interesting thing without getting too woo-woo. Sometimes you don't even have to, just by con- making the commitment and getting in action, sometimes the money shows up from a completely different place. You know, sometimes like I'll decide, hey, I really want to go for this next level of success. And I'll sell some Build Your Dream Team programs out of nowhere. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, somebody must have watched the webinar that's online because, like, someone just enrolls in the middle of the night, and I'm like, okay, I love how this works. And sometimes you just have to let go of how it gets there, but do not do the what we call the uh, um, pray and, and just kind of meditate and hope a bag of money drops out of the sky. It doesn't work that way. This is about commit Decide you will have it, commit, then take action to move it into reality. And somewhere along the line, you might be surprised that something else shifts to to help you get there, too. You know what I'm talking about, right, Jim? Well, 
this just happens to be the title of my new book, which you're writing the forward for. So that whole yeah, design that piece. Ah, man, as you were talking about that, I'm like, oh, this forward's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let me move to my um, my last section. We've probably got uh, eight, nine minutes or so. Um, I'm going to switch to my last topic today, which is impediments to success. I mean, over the years, you've helped me with a number of them, including, you know, stop working so much, go enjoy yourself, take time off, slow down, have lunch. I mean, a lot of money mindset stuff. But, you know, what are two or three impediments that seem to just be like roadblocks? I mean, if you want to envision them, envision those big cement barriers that separate the highways. Like you're going one way and you cannot get to the other side. Hmm. Well, you know, it's funny about what you're just saying is a lot of people are probably going, that feels like the opposite. Like, if you want to make more money, don't you have to work more? And that's actually one yeah. of the biggest impediments. I call them um, money DNA blueprints. It's called a busy addiction. And many of us erroneously get caught up in this uh, cycle of just working more and believing that's the path. Sometimes you have to actually have to do the opposite. And this is where mindset comes in, is that as you evolve in your business, when you take time away to recharge, your clarity and your confidence improves by taking time away from the doing. And it seems like it's completely backwards in people's minds, but it's actually one of the most significant shifts. I actually make more money by working less than 90% of the people do who work 10, 12, 14-hour days trying to achieve more. And that's because by taking time away, I'm recharging I'm reigniting my passion. I have time to do what I love, and it keeps me operating in my genius factors. So that's that's one. I think a, a second one is to really understand the power of under-earning. So a lot of people will run around um, with fear about charging what they're worth or charging the level of value of their programs because they um, – they're conditioned to believe that the clients they have won't pay them what, they're, what they want to charge or what they could be charging. And so there's this complicated thing that ties into limiting beliefs that you create this horrible cycle of under-earning because you're undercharging, and then you work ten times harder in order to get to the financial results you need to make it all work. So um, under-earning is a really interesting cycle, and we're actually going to dig into that a little bit more in San Diego because – under-earning goes hand-in-hand with overwhelm and struggle. And, you know, if you have fear of charging what you're worth, I'm not saying you charge a crazy amount of money and just, like, throw money, you know, throw a price out there and hope it sticks. We're talking about being willing to charge what you're worth, the value of your programs, and be a leader in your industry and not necessarily charge low prices just because that's what you believe your clients will do. Um, You know, there's, there's... so many different ways in which we bottleneck our financial growth because we we have this condition around us that we buy into. And here's the biggest one, is buying into other people's financial limitations. See, the interesting thing is, is that money is flowing all the time. There's billions of dollars moving around in this environment. But half of the world thinks we don't have any money. And people get into fear thinking, I can't spend it because I'll lose it. And people will tell you and they will fight for the, and rationalize the fact they don't have the money to invest in you, your program, your offering, or whatever. When the truth is if somebody makes a better case for how they're going to solve their problem, they will figure out how to make the money. So the third impediment that I think is really important to look at 
is you cannot buy into the story other people tell about there being no money in the economy. It's not true. I have, do I have time to tell a story about that? Yes, you do. Okay. I had a huge epiphany about this five years ago. I had a huge meltdown in my life and in my business. It was a really scary time for me. And part of it was because I had all these crazy things happen in my life where, um, you know, a business partner had decided to leave and it changed my offerings dramatically and I kind of was out of sorts. And then the economic crisis happened and a whole bunch of credit card companies, you know, stopped letting people have credit and their payments started bouncing. So it was just like all these things. I had a big event. And because the, the, you know, the industry, the credit card industry changed so dramatically, people stopped spending. So it was this whole perfect storm. Well, coming out of that, I started buying into the quote-unquote reality that there wasn't any money out there. And so I started operating in congruence with that. And I had this huge wake-up call where I had a coaching conversation with somebody who was thinking of hiring me. We talked about my fees. And she's like, oh, I just can't afford that. And, you know, I bought into it because I'm thinking, I know, money's tight, blah, 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 whatever. All right, so within three weeks, I see this person posting on Facebook how she just enrolled in so-and-so's program. I know they charge five times what I do. And I went, enough. I am never making that mistake again because what happened was I know how that other person sells. I know they use some manipulation and some some you know real strong sales tactics but what i took out of that is that person would come up with the money if the compelling reason was there and that's what limits us that's where mindset gets in the way is we get in our own way of our own financial success because we buy into our stories and we buy into other people's stories and we make them real and that's where the breakthrough is and that's what the opportunity is to really up-level your mindset is to be able to achieve the highest level of success on what I like to call autopilot, like to really like have the success program in your brain that spits out the, the highest opportunities, that causes you to make the best choices, that allows you to feel confident investing in yourself and your business, to surround yourself with massively cool people who are up to big things, both on your team and in masterminds and your coaches. Like That's what's there for you. But you have to get your mind in a place where you can say yes to that. And it's right there on the other side of that yes. I think busy addiction is probably the number one thing which people struggle with. I know that was my case. And while you were actually giving me that answer, I I looked up because if people want to track my progress working with you, Mm -hmm. it was August of 2011 that you really finally – grabbed a hold of me and because and, I was in busy addiction mode and mm-hmm. and you told me that I need to cancel or and whatever's going on the next few days and get away from my office and go do something fun and I actually um, did something which I had been wanting to do for quite a while but I was so busy I couldn't do it I wanted to go to Eagles training camp <laughs> and um, so I looked up that was on um, August August 19th, 2011, I, I did shoot a video, so it wasn't 100%, but it was always fun. But I shot a video, and I, and I told that story, Melanie. And when I, I had fun, I mean, it was a work day, which is kind of another mental block for me. So I went up there on a weekday. I just had fun. And when I came back the next day, man, I was rip-roaring and productive. And if I had just tried to grind it out and just stay busy because I thought it's what I needed to do for my business, you know, so what you say makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and you know, it's like the grind is the perfect analogy. Like the grind depletes you. It's like, ah, oh, i got to do more. Like i got to grind it out. 
when you're recharged, it feels effortless. Like you're just in flow and you're excited and your passion's up and you're on fire and it's like you're just in action that makes a lot of sense and it's fun. So I'm always so proud of you to see you make that big turnaround because that was huge. <laughs> and i got to say, on the other side of that, you were way flipping fired up and I have noticed some like significant shifts in your own business. Like, oh my gosh, it's been so awesome to watch the <laughs> the payoff of that decision you made. And I still talk about that. In fact, I was talking with that, uh, or talking about that with a um, with a coaching client who's also writing a book and how much they're struggling. And I say, listen, I I am I am like the 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 best boss, worst boss. Like when I have writing time, which is usually early in the morning, and I, I know, and I've got an hour blocked out, and it's not coming. Like I'm not in my creative zone. But I say, you're not in my internal mind's brain is going, you're not leaving this desk until you write at least, you know, five pages. I can't. I, you know, it's this good guy, bad guy, horrible conversation in my head. And what I finally realized is, like, look, if you're going to write a book that's going to be worth a damn, you can't force it out. So I go and I switched up my schedule. I don't remember if, if I, you know, go take Toby for a walk or do something. I, I actually leave the office. And something, like, clicks when you get outside, I find, whether you go for a walk or a hike or paddle your boat, whatever you do, when you get outside, something, it's almost like you, it's almost like a stopped up sink. When you finally get it unplugged and the water goes screaming down and it's like, oh, everything's better. But when you come back to the office, when you finally push away from your busy addiction, get a little bit of relief, and sometimes, Melanie, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's a couple hours or a day, but when you push away and come back, it just flows. I mean, it, but it's kind of weird. Like, you really had to uh, force me to do that, and it was such a huge lesson for me. Because it feels unnatural. It feels like it's the opposite. But that's where mentors come in. You know, when you work with the right mentors to fine-tune whatever part of your game you need to do, they're going to challenge you to do things that you didn't think you could do or should do, but they get you the results. And that's the whole point, right? Exactly. So we're we're just about out of time here, but I want to ask you, um, you've shared so much already, but what other little nuggets can you peel back the curtain just a little bit and mm-hmm. some of the other stuff you're preparing for Dream Business Academy? Well, you know, we talked a lot about the bottlenecks, and, you know, the biggest one is our mindset, as we've probably made a great case for here. So, you know, the whole thing in San Diego is going into the deep dive. What is the highest level of mindset, habit, and strategy that I need to learn how to adopt and integrate so I can get to the next level of success, whatever that is for you. And, you know, one of the things that I love sharing with people, having worked with some of the biggest names in this industry, is, like, I'm going to be able to share, like, what do high six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs do differently that are putting them in, in this autopilot for great wealth, for higher levels of influence and impact, like to have like the, the level of freedom that they want so that you know you can leave the session going, okay, like this is who I need to be thinking like and this is what I need to be doing differently and how to really, um, I like to say embody, but it's like it's, it's a nice idea until you really integrate it. So we're going to learn how to integrate that so you remember and turn on that autopilot. And uh, we'll be doing some things like looking at how do we get out of overwhelm? Like, what is the trick to getting out of overwhelm? And, you know, what do we need to be doing differently so that we're making the brain automatically make the best choices and focus on the highest payoff opportunities? So it's a, it's a really cool session. It's it's like it's the thing that when you're learning all the, the strategy, like getting the mindset and the strategy together, you're unstoppable. 
I'm so excited because, you know, the people who come to my events, and, and over half of them come back time and time again because it's, it's kind of a fun thing and kind of almost like a little reunion and you learn more. But um, one of the things people know is this is not just a, a rah-rah, feel-good, go, go make it happen. I actually teach some real implementable stuff, things that you can do. But um, I'm, I'm positioning you on the afternoon of the second day. So we're going to do some strategy first day. And then second day is a lot of mindset, and I'm, I'm really counting on you to bring it all home. I love the deep dive description. Mm -hmm. People people come there because they invest their time and money to learn to take it to the next level. So I'm really excited. So, Thank you. So oh, I'm so excited, Melanie. So how can for the people who aren't going to come, shame on you, how can they uh, <laughs> connect with you in the meantime? Well, I'll, I'll, um, let me share a free resource. This is a great place to start. Um, and, and, again, if you're coming, this will give you a little bit of a taste of what you're going to get. And it's money-dna.com forward slash recode. Uh, you can also find me at my website, Melanie Benson Strick. But, you know, that's a great place to start. It's actually going to be a great thing to study before we get there. It will get you in a really great space for uh, the, um, you know, the, the session. You know, so it will really start opening up your mind and teach you a little bit about how to recode your, your brain. So it's a great resource if you're going to uh, miss it which you shouldn't, <laughs> but um, that would be great, uh, what we might say, a advanced training to get your mindset in the right place. Awesome. Well, thanks, Melanie. I can't wait to, uh, can't wait to see you, and I'll, I'll chat with you real soon. All right. Bye. I look forward to meeting each of you there. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with Rockstar Entrepreneur and my personal mindset coach, Melanie Benson-Strick. Stick Like Glue Radio is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Again, great things in any business. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, your dream business coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Be sure to check out dreambizacademy.com, dreambizacademy.com. I think there's 12 or 13 seats left at this point. And um, it is happening May 7th, 8th, and 9th in beautiful San Diego. If you're an entrepreneur who wants to grow a more profitable business faster, you need to be there. And that is a wrap. Watch for another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. Until then, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Hey, go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Stick Like Glue Radio features Jim Palmer's unique brand of smart marketing and business building advice for action-oriented entrepreneurs. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at www.getjimpalmer.com. If you know other entrepreneurs looking for the fastest way to hire profits in their business, please tell them about the Stick Like Glue radio podcast. Now go and implement what you've learned and boost your profits. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue radio.